Hi, this is Casey Treat. I'm pastor at Christian Faith, and we are excited to have you with us on our podcast. Thanks for joining in. I'm praying that you're gonna hear a word that will inspire you, empower you to connect with Jesus and become more like Him. That's what we live for. That's what's happening on today's podcast. All right, you may be seated. Great to have you in church today on a very special Legacy Sunday. Fun to have Katinas here because they are part of our legacy since we've been friends for, I don't know, close to 40 years. Uh, Jesse mentioned that he was 13 years old the first time we were together. So that would have made me somewhere 20s, 25, 27, somewhere. And we were doing a TBN, Trinity Broadcasting TV show. Most of you guys never heard of it, but it was a thing back in the day. Back in the day, we were cool. You should always remember that. There was a day when your mom and your dad were cool. When your grandma and your grandpa were cool. So we've been friends with the Katina since back when Wendy and I were still cool. And uh, of course, they grew up in Tacoma and and uh, now live in Nashville. So we, we thank the Lord that we are friends after all these years. You know, the, uh, the relationships and uh, the influence and the things you celebrate as years go by get a little bit smaller. And if you can finish with a few godly lasting things, people in your life, influence, family. Yeah, that's a victory. That's a win. And as we start thinking about those years of our life and what story will be told, that's the legacy. You might not think about it when you're 20, 25. You're just, you know, you're just going and blowing. You're getting a job, making money, buying the house, having the kids and keeping up with life. But at some point, you begin to think, What's the legacy? What will last? What will be said about my life? What will the story be? And if you have never thought or wondered about that, you should. Because you write your legacy. You write your story. You decide what will be known about your life and what will last in the future. God watches over our legacy. Remember in Genesis 18, he was on his way to judgment and he stopped and he said to the angels that were with him, we should tell Abraham what we're going to do because he will teach his children and his grandchildren to follow me. That's an amazing thought, isn't it? That God would stop and share significant information with Abraham simply because of the legacy that he would leave. In other words, if you're not passing on anything to the next generation, God has no reason to share to invest in your life. If it's all just about consuming, right? I'm a consumer. 
I consume everything I get. And I mentioned last week the bumper sticker, I'm spending my kids' inheritance. That's foolish. Your thinking is wrong. You're living for self. You're not living for legacy. And the story that's told is, yeah, they were a consumer. Everything they could get, they spent on themselves, and they left nothing to the next generation. But what if we think godly, we think biblical, and we think, what will the influence be? We like that word influencer today, don't we? We, we want to be influencers, right? And I was reading an article about an influencer, and I'm wondering, oh, I wonder what she does. How, how is she an influencer? And then I read, oh, well, she shares a chapstick. She has a special brand of chapstick that if you follow her, then you can get her chapstick. I said, I feel influenced. <laughs> I've improved my chapstick. Okay, well, that's good. That's her job. That's, that's her career, whatever. But, but what will they say about you? What will, what will the legacy be? What will the influence be? In the last 44 years, okay, so uh, Wendy and I and Christian Faith are coming up on 44 years. We've been married 46 next year. Church will be going 44. So 44, that's a good number. 44. In 44 years, we've built sanctuaries. We've done daily television. We've talked to churches and people all over the Northwest, and we have led over 120,000 people into a relationship with Jesus, being born again, and many of them, probably most of them, being filled with the Holy Spirit. So that's what we're praying will be our story. Yeah, remember those guys? They started that church when they were young. They lasted. They stayed. They, they stood the test of time. They brought over 120,000 people to the Lord. And most of them began praying with the Holy Spirit. They became filled with the Holy Spirit. Wow. And then their children and their grandchildren and, and their teams, their prayer partners are in churches all over the Northwest, staff members in churches all over the Northwest, pastors who at one point were a part of Christian faith. That's the story. That's our story. You're a part of that story, but you can also continue to write your own story. On our wall back here, we call it the kingdom Legacy Builders Wall, you'll see hundreds of names here and in the Mill Creek campus. Hundreds of people who gave beyond their tithe and offering. So they, they're, they're regular givers, but they go beyond that, and, and they're writing a legacy for their family. And, and we like to put their name there just so you can see, oh, these are people who are leaving a legacy beyond themselves, that's bigger than themselves, that's more than themselves. Kingdom legacy builders. So I'm praying that you're thinking about that in your life. What will the story be? Remember in the book of Revelation, it says you overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. What's, what's the testimony? They, they were givers. 
They were prayer partners. They, they were leaders. They, they, they were home group uh, leaders. They, they, they were generous. They, they were committed to the kingdom of God. Or, man, they went to church sometimes. Right? That's, that's the story you have to decide. Do people say, oh, yeah, yeah, my dad went to church on Christmas and Easter. He was the CEO of the church. Christmas and Easter only. Or he was a prayer partner. He, he was a legacy giver. He, he, he was a member of the praise team, the, the sound team, the, the camera team, the children. You're right. What's the story? Let's think beyond, well, I just go whenever I need a blessing. Let's, let's live from, you know, the one way you can get better is stop thinking about yourself. Right? Every time I said to Julius, who was my spiritual father, I would say, Julius, I've been thinking. And he'd say, stop right there. Because you get consumed in your own issues, right? That's where anxiety comes. Joe spoke about it. Sometimes at night when we're worrying and we're anxious and we can't sleep, it's because we're thinking about ourselves and, and, and our needs and our problems that we just get spinning in self. But when you can leave yourself, pray for your neighbor. Pray for your child, your children, your family. Pray for your church. Pray for your life group. You, you'll all of a sudden, you'll find joy. You'll, you'll find spiritual strength. You'll find faith rising up because you are living beyond yourself. Legacy is about living beyond yourself. So just like with Abraham, God watches over what you're living for. In the New Testament, God watches over how you give. What, what, what are you leaving? Right? Jesus said, lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where moth and rust cannot corrupt, where thieves cannot break through and steal. You ever heard someone say, they broke in my house, they stole everything. You can't steal everything from me. You can take a bunch of junk, doesn't really matter. You, don't tell my wife I said that about her couch. Yeah, you can take some stuff, but I can get more stuff. You can't take my treasure. You can't get it. They took it all. You, well, you should change. If you think thieves can take all you are, you need to stop and check yourself and start living beyond yourself and start having some stuff nobody can take from you. Right? The world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. We used to sing that song. For you old people, you remember. So the legacy. God watches over what kind of legacy are you leaving. He watches how you give. Just like he said, Abraham, he's going to bring up his family to follow me. He's watching you. How do you give? Right, giving's part of your worship. He watches. He sees it. Let me show you. I'll give you three stories real quick. In Mark chapter 12, in Mark 12, Jesus sat opposite the treasury, and he saw how people put money into the treasury. 
Isn't that interesting? Jesus is watching the offering, and he saw how people put money in. And, of course, he saw the, wo- the woman who could only give two pennies. And he said she gave more than everybody. She gave out of her need. She was beyond herself. Other people are like, oh, yeah, I, can, I got a few dollars. I got some spare change. Even somebody said, I put $1,000, but it didn't affect their budget. It didn't affect their life. They just had extra. They could give it. But she had two pennies. He said she gave more. Jesus watches how you give. Are you just giving God a tip? Ah, here's a 20. Here's 50 bucks. Here's 100. But somebody might put in $10 today to the legacy offering, and it affects their budget. They're praying for rent money. They're praying for food. And God knows that. He's watching how we give. It's an interesting thing that we learned here at church. When most people give a dollar, which is a lot of people, they put $1 in, they think they're going to give God a tip, right? And they, fold, they always fold it up. Fold it up real small. It takes you a half hour to undo it. It's like they're making origami with a $1 bill. But when someone gives $100, never fold it. It's never fold. So you give a dollar, you're like, you give $100, you're like, whoa. Thank you, Lord. Right? Jesus sees that. He sees when you're hiding. He sees when you're flaunting. Many people want to give the image that they're in at church, but they're not really in. They're just playing. It's got a little act going on. And that's why when they can't get prayers answered, they can't get restoration, they can't get family healed, they they can't get to that next level in their, they, God, where's God? Well, he's about as committed to you as you are to him. He sees the legacy that you're leaving, which is self, and God says, no, I'm not going to invest in that. But when you begin to live bigger than yourself, God says, no, I'm a part of that. And he starts blessing and he starts helping. All right, here's the next story. Acts chapter 5. This is an amazing story in Acts chapter 5. There's this couple named Ananias and Sapphira. Now, here's the kind of legacy they left. Have you ever met a boy named Ananias? No, because his legacy was not good. Nobody names their kid Ananias. Have you ever met a girl named Sapphira? That's kind of a cute name. I like Sapphira. That sounds like a name we should use. Why do we not use the name Sapphira? Because their legacy was not good. Ananias and Sapphira were that couple who wanted to look good in church, but lived for themselves. Just about the image, right? A lot of people, it's like, oh yeah, I go to church. Well, do you love God? Do you read your Bible? Do you pray? Do you serve? Do you give? What's the legacy? Well, I go to church. Get off my case. So that's these guys, Ananias and Sapphira. And they'd sold some property. And the apostles were receiving a special offering. And they said, oh, yeah, we're going to give all the money we have from this property to the ministry. But they didn't. They, they They kept money back. 
which is fine. That was their prerogative. They can do whatever they want to do. But they lied to the apostles and to the Holy Ghost, the Bible said. You know, you can lie to your boss. You can lie to the IRS. You can lie to your husband. Oh, I had those shoes for years. But I would advise you, do not lie to the Holy Ghost. You know what happened? Ananias, boom, heart attack in church. They did not call an aid card. They drug him out. Sapphira came in. They said, did you know about the offering that your husband gave? Oh, yeah, we gave all the money we had from that land. Peter said, y'all shouldn't be lying to the Holy Ghost because the Lord told us that you kept the money. Boom. Sapphira fell over. I mean, that'll mess up your church service. People start dying in the offering. (laughs) I don't want that kind of activity here at Christian Faith. However, it would definitely get your attention. You'd be like, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Caleb last week said, ask God what you should do. You don't have to do anything except what God directs you to do. Ask God and then just do it. Pray and obey. Don't play. Pray and obey. Don't play. Don't sit in church and act like, oh, yeah, y'all. Yes, Lord. Yes. You tripping. <laughs> Let's get real. Let's pray and obey. Okay, last offering in the New Testament, Acts chapter 10. Cornelius is a soldier stationed at Fort Lewis, and he's an Italian. The Bible says he's a devout man. He prayed and gave every day. I mean, daily, this guy's praying, giving. He's just generous. He's just being, he's not thinking, I need a blessing. He's wanting to be a blessing. Why do you come to church? Well, I need a blessing. What about being a blessing, right? When you think of others, you'll always get more yourself. When you give, you'll always have more coming back. So Cornelius is this generous soul and God watched over his giving and God sent an angel to talk to Cornelius and the angel said, corn? (laughs) That's how the angels roll. The Lord has seen your giving and your prayer, and I am sent to give you a message. Send for Peter. Peter's going to help you in your relationship with God. And of course, Peter came, and he taught them about the new birth and about the Holy Spirit. They were all filled with the Spirit, began praying with the Spirit. Cornelius' legacy is not he was a soldier. His legacy is he was a generous man who God used mightily. We're still telling his story 
2,000 years later, we're still telling the story of a soldier who prayed and who gave. How long will they tell our story? Well, I doubt if it's going to be 2,000 years, but maybe a couple generations they could talk about us and our influence and our impact and the thousands who got saved and the sanctuaries. Do you know right now... You, I know I've been saying it for a while. These things are so slow in coming to pass. But we are daily looking at new properties, looking at buildings. Can we remodel? Can we enlarge? Can we get a sanctuary into this place? How much parking? We're go- this building's going to go away soon. And we're going to be building new sanctuaries, hopefully two new sanctuaries in the next two to three years. It's on, church. It's on. Now, question. Will you be a part of it or will you just watch it? Will you be a part of it and leave a legacy? How many churches do you suppose have come and gone in the last 44 years? I'll say to you this way. We had some really good friends who started a church after Christian faith and, and grew a great church and did some amazing things. It's gone. They were our friends, and they passed away, and the church is dead. It's gone. It's not having services. We're still here. 44 years, and 54, 64, 104, the next generation. We're just going to keep preaching, building. We're thinking. We're thinking beyond ourselves. How are you thinking? What's in it for me? How do I get a blessing, or how do I build a legacy? The little woman gave two cents. Jesus said she gave all she had. Ananias and Sapphira, just trying to play, just trying to look good, did not end well. Cornelius prayed and gave daily. God blessed his life. And we're still telling his story. So let's you and I leave a legacy. Would you prepare your gift right now? If you're giving cash, get it out. Let's get it in our hand. If, if you need an envelope, ushers will bring one to you. Maybe you want to use your card. You can write on an envelope, however you like to do it. If you're giving online, some of you already have, but get your phone in your hand and open Push Pay app, and we're going to pray and then obey. Whatever the Lord puts in your heart, however you are directed, just pray and obey, but don't play. We're not here to look good for someone. We're here to leave a legacy with God. So get an envelope if you need. Get your checkbook ready. Get your phone in your hand. Look up Christian faith, push pay. I'm going to invest in the next 120,000 souls who will be saved. Since we started, over 120,000 individuals we personally prayed with. 
I'm going to leave a legacy of souls saved. I want you to be a part of it. I'm going to invest in sanctuaries. I'm going to build the kingdom of God. I'm going to invest in the gospel, being taught, being preached, being lived, keeping it real. Let's keep it real. We're not trying to be religious. We're going to keep it real with God. We want you to be a part of it. Let's pray and obey. Father, we thank you that you speak to us. You, you talk to us. You lead and guide us. And you, you direct our giving for our faith, our family, and our future. We pray for our legacy as we give today. Direct us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, are you ready? Wait, wait, ushers, just hold on to those buckets. Some people take them a while to hear. You know, they're, they're like their own children. They have to, have to listen. You know, another part of our legacy, all of our diversity, the nations represented here at Christian Faith. We got our cousins, the Katinas. I think they actually are your cousin, huh, Coco? You really are cousins. I'm white, but I'm your cousin. I hang around. Got to hang around my Samoan brothers. Get a little color. Trying, I'm trying. But think of it. This week, hey, church, think of this. This week, I got a call from South Africa. Pastor Casey, thank you. You've always loved South Africa. You've always helped us. You are our friend. And we're doing special service for South Africa in, in the months to come. At the same time, same week, I got an email from Ukraine. Pastor Casey, would you teach a special lesson for our church in Kharkov, Ukraine? Uh, the church is called New Generations. And I'm teaching their Bible school and some special event. That's our legacy all over the world. They say, at Christian faith, they love people. They got all nations. They got all colors. They got languages. They got going on at Christian faith. Be a part of that legacy. Get in that legacy. And let's give today to keep reaching our nations for Christ. We need you to be a part of that. Are you ready to give? You ready? All right, go ahead, ushers. Pass the containers. Push your push, your push pay, give, whatever you do. Write the check, however you do it. Let's all be a part. And uh, I hope we can put you on our legacy wall because we want you part of the story. Thank you so much for joining with us today. I'm praying that you heard something that will impact your life. If you'd like more information, connect with us at the Christian Faith Church app or go to the website at christianfaith.us.